I believe one of the reasons joy is an underrated emotion of money is because of what it asks of you. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money, because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I'm really, really glad you've taken the time to join me today. Hey, before we dive into today's show, I am still really curious and I want to follow up on the last episode and my questions at the top of that one, which are the same as today's. What's your biggest challenge with money right now? How, if at all, have your financial habits changed in the last six months? Again, I'm really curious. So send me a DM, send me a DM on Instagram because I'd like to know what's happening with you and money. And I may use some of the answers that are submitted to craft an episode. And of course, your answers will remain anonymous. But now let's get into today's show. Last month, you may recall that I shared an observation. That observation was that you couldn't turn on the news or scroll social media without hearing or reading the word recession. You still can't. This, despite the Fed's most recent interest rate hike, which was designed to tame inflation and recession fears, and perhaps to also shift the conversation about the health of the economy, this, despite today's inflation news, the day on which I'm recording this episode, that July's CPI, the Consumer Price Index, was flat compared to June's. FYI, folks, that's good news. <laughs> but depending upon your perspective and your circumstances and which economist, media pundit, or government official you listen to, you are either listening to me right now either unfazed by the current state of the economy, freaking out, or somewhere in between. Wherever you fall along this continuum is more than likely influencing the opportunities that you see, the actions you're taking, and the decisions you're making. As you may know, I don't believe in bypassing what is typically described as the negative quote unquote emotions of money, like fear or guilt, like check out episode 142, where we talk about that. But if you're freaking out right now, I want to shift your attention to another emotion on the spectrum. Let's talk about an emotion that usually gets minimized. Joy. When is money ever a source of joy for you? I ask this question because it's one of the questions my new coaching clients answer as a part of their onboarding experience. So what's your answer to this question? And if you're game, share it with me. Share it with me as a DM on Instagram. It's an important question because I'm curious about this. How often do you give thanks that you have money to spend on yourself versus feeling guilty and or irresponsible with it when you do so? Where's the joy? 
How often do you give yourself credit for what you have versus feeling bad or regretful about what you don't have? Again, where's the joy? How often do you give thanks for your student loan debt because of the professional prospects and opportunities it's afforded you versus being mad about how large it is and how long it's going to take to pay it off? And I am fully aware that that is a loaded example, but I do think it is an important example to put out there because there are so many people who beat up on themselves about the amount of student loan debt that they have. And I think what get, gets lost in that conversation is, but isn't this opening a door for you that may not have been available to you without it? And I use my, my background um, as an example. I wor I've always worked in financial services. I was in the private bank. There is, there, everybody on my team had an MBA. There was no way, I mean, I wanted to get my MBA, so there is that, but also there was no way I could have been on that team, stayed on that team and rose the professional ranks within it without it. And so that's the piece of the conversation that I often think get, gets overlooked in the student loan debt conversation. And again, I'm not bypassing some of the challenges and realities of it. But once more, where's the joy? How often do you compete with family, friends, peers, and colleagues on the joys of money versus the challenges of it? One of the reasons I believe it is important to acknowledge and embrace joy is because of what it costs you and me when we don't. So let's dive into this a bit more. Personally, I believe we do ourselves a disservice when we talk, think, and classify emotions in general, let alone about money, as positive versus negative. It is as if this extremely limiting binary is the only option available when in reality, emotions are nuanced and they exist along a spectrum. At least that's what I've experienced and that is what I have observed. So that's what I'm going with. But let's roll with the two dimensional paradigm until we culturally move beyond it. Plus it makes this example easier. When you focus almost exclusively on the negative emotions of money, there's a strong likelihood that you feel alone in your feelings, or you don't feel understood, or you feel misunderstood. The result? You conflate, quote unquote, hiding, hiding because you don't discuss these feelings and what's causing them with others with it being private. And there is a difference between hiding and being private, and that difference is huge. This difference, this isolation is one cost. There are other costs. They too are also subtle in terms of identifying them, yet they are significant in their impact. So just like it's subtle in terms of making that distinction between hiding versus being private, these other ones that I'm about to share with you are also subtle, and yet they are significant in their impact. So here's another cost, connections and stronger relationships. 
When you hide because you don't discuss what's causing your negative feelings, you end up actually giving more power to the judgment of and from other people. Think about that for a minute. You're abdicating that to someone else. Likewise, when you shy away from initiating those awkward yet hopefully open and honest conversations, you lose out on the opportunity the situation presents to deepen your connection and actual sense of togetherness with those others. Because believe me, everyone can relate to the feeling you're feeling, even though their details, context, and circumstances are vastly different. So you're comparing or talking about the feeling, not necessarily comparing and talking about, like I said, the details, the context, and the circumstances, because that is definitely a no-win situation. Here's another cost, trust and self-confidence. Have you ever said, I feel embarrassed or guilty because I know better, but I'm not actually doing the thing that I know I should do. I'm not doing better. If so, then you understand the internal friction this creates, which gets amplified if your actions or lack thereof cause someone else to be disappointed in you. Not only do you lose their trust each time you don't keep your word, but you also chip away at your own self-confidence and trust in the process. Here's one more. Good, smart decisions. Whenever you and I focus on our negative money emotions, it makes us feel uncomfortable. This ease can also prompt us to confront known and unknown feelings and expectations. Add the component of timing to the mix and you end up with the quote unquote perfect recipe for making unwise decisions and unwise choices at the most inopportune time. So as you consider what prompts your negative feelings about money at times, whether it's something you define as small or large, think about how the manner in which you're holding these feelings is impacting your ability to make good, smart decisions. In some instances, your negative feelings about money literally cost you money. At other times, it's a combination of money and pride. Yet those instances are typically teachable moments as well. They're teachable for you, and they are also teachable if you are willing to share them, possibly with other people in your life. Now, you've just heard me go on for a bit of time, and you might say, this is a really weird way to frame and to promote talking about the joy of money. But I wanted you to see the price you pay when you don't focus on it, the price you pay in the form of isolation, the price you pay in the form of perhaps weakening your connection and your, you know, the, the strength of your relationships, weakening your, your trust, your self-trust, your self-confidence and other people's trust and confidence in you, weakening your ability to make good, smart decisions. And so I didn't want to just skip over that because I think it's important to highlight that. And, and it's important to 
bring to the forefront the price you pay when you don't focus on these things so that the invitation to embrace joy doesn't come across as some platitude because that's not helpful either. Look, money is messy. It's complicated and it is absolutely emotional. Usually though, when we as a culture say it's emotional, the spotlight is on the negative emotions, not the positive ones. Usually when you compare your financial reality to others, the comparison puts you in deficit territory. Imagine, just imagine, if you did this with the other important relationships in your life, it would be a hot mess. Am I right? You would stay stuck, unable to move beyond the challenging times to something better, maybe even something greater. I believe one of the reasons joy is an underrated emotion of money is because of what it asks of you and of me. What is that you wonder? Well, in your case, it's embedded in your answer to the question I posed at the start. When is money ever a source of joy? Because whatever may be your answer or your answers to that question, courage is probably required and being joyful most certainly takes courage. Well, that is it for today's episode, folks. As always, thank you for listening all the way until the end. If today's episode sparked an aha or reflection, I'd love to hear more. Please send me a DM on Instagram. And don't forget about those questions. Again, I'm really curious. What's your biggest challenge with money right now? And how, if at all, have your financial habits changed in the last six months? So let me know. If you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or perhaps this particular episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. We do indeed read them. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Thank you once more for listening today. I'll be back next week. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money.